Hi, welcome to episode 83 of Creepy Soup. It's really difficult to believe it's 83. Mm -hmm. I mean, we got a little more with the whole bonus things, but <sighs> whatever. But actual episodes, like researched episodes, it's 83. It's kind of crazy. Mm -hmm. We're almost at two years. Yeah. We had a good run. Yeah. So, how are you? Peachy. Right, Dandy. Um, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I don't know if you just heard my husband belch as he was walking by, but he did. <laughs> that that that's the the downfall of recording in daytime. People are awake. And they make noise. Yes. So if you hear it, I'm sorry. Um, right now there is my husband, my son, my daughter, my 12-year-old grandson is home. Um, and my son-in-law was home. But last time I went out in the living room, I didn't see him. So he may have ran to the store. I don't know. Okay. Um, At my house, there's always an opportunity to hear someone walking across the floor. Yeah. Yeah, like, I know someone's walking through the kitchen right now, and this room is right off the kitchen. So, I mean, hi. Curious. <laughs> Have you learned everybody's footsteps yet? Adults, Yes. the okay the kids are different it depends if they don't give a fuck yes i know the difference if they're trying to be sneaky though and the middle one you never really hear him because he walks on his tiptoes yep he walks on his tiptoes it's crazy um Did you have a good New Year's? I I know you had to work and you worked crazy hours on New Year's. I did. I ended up going in at eight o'clock at night, working till 4.30 in the morning. Always fun. <laughs> um, it wasn't terrible. We had a good amount of people. Um, a considerable amount less than past years. Um, Yeah, that's all I'll say on that. Now, did the casino do something for a New Year's thing or? Uh, we did have a concert. Um, okay. You you say that with, like question like. It wasn't a good concert. Was it a good like a well-known person in somebody's eyes okay text me later who <laughs> if you if you don't want to say it out loud i understand i understand completely uh, our advertisement was come see johnny wad and watch the ball drop 
Okay. Yep. Um, it's my understanding he is, um, he would basically do 80s songs, 90s songs. Like a cover artist kind of thing? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know why you would name yourself after a porn character, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yep, I we didn't do nothing. We sat here. I mean, I really wasn't even paying attention to the time. And then it was like a couple minutes before and I looked. I'm like, oh shit, we've got three minutes left. And then I did the countdown thing and that's it. Yeah. Um, so that that was my whole like work thing as far as me personally. I was watching a live. <laughs> Um, and I talked about her before, but it's, um, Snarl's box. And so she was doing a really cool makeup look. And then for each of the different time zones, she did a countdown and did a whole happy new year for each of the different time zones so that everybody got to have a little new year's, you know, shout out and everything. That's cool. Um, She did some giveaways. Now, I couldn't remember all of them, but I did recently started following one of your makeup girls. Okay. Um, you know what? Because I do want I do want to shout her out. So let me let me look real quick and see who that is because I don't fucking remember. <laughs> I um <laughs> today I used Lizette's new palette to do my face. So yeah. She's got amazing colors in her palette. I should get it uh, and show you. Bella Lou Beauty. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That that's why I started following. Nice. She's actually the last person that I started following. So um <laughs> it was nice and easy to find then. <laughs> um yeah, so New Year's was just another night. Yeah, I, I hung out with the beauty girls and we had fun. So always a good time when I hang out with them. Yeah, no, I was just here. I think I was watching Shameless. I'm on a shameless kick. That's what I'm watching. I'm trying to watch the whole series again. I haven't watched the, I didn't watch the last couple seasons. I know how it ends, and I'm already not looking forward to the ending because you know you go online and see the spoilers. Um yeah, so I'm not looking forward to that kind of like my supernatural even though they're you know doing more of this show mm-hmm. i cannot watch the end of the last season yeah season 15 i i can't i can't i can't get past a certain point because i know once i get past that certain point the story goes a certain way mm-hmm. yeah i don't know exactly what happens but I've I've seen enough to where it's like shit. Nope, I can't I can't watch any of the spoilers. I I can't watch the actual episodes. I just mm-hmm. I can't do it because that means it's the Over. end, and yeah. I can't let it be the end. Yeah. Sam and Dean are forever. No, I know my daughter's the same way with Sons of Anarchy. I mean, she's watched the end. We've we've all seen the end, but there is a particular character that 
and she cannot watch that that episode has never watched it and like at the beginning of each new episode it shows like recaps she don't mm-hmm. watch those because she does not want to see that happen yeah so it's a thing <laughs> um and i didn't stop watching shameless for any particular reason like i was a little bummed when the one female lead left um and i did watch it after that but it was you know you get busy you get busy and i want to say somewhere in that time frame like i did some first shifts i like yeah so it wasn't for any particular reason but i love the show and I'm watching it over Christmas break, and I'm like, oh my God, we are the fucking Galliers. I don't think y'all are as bad as the Gallagher's, but you, you certainly come, got a house full. You want to come up for the weekend? No. Come on over. You'll, you'll totally see it. You'll see. I think I get it. Yeah. Even even Roy, because I had been saying it for a couple of days. Roy, Roy walked in. There was a bunch of us in the kitchen. We were having a chill conversation. And Roy went in the bathroom and came out. He was like, you guys really are the fucking Gallagher's. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, so if y'all are the Gallagher's, which one are you? Me and Roy are Fiona and Steve. Jimmy Steve. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I love it. So, yeah, that's fun. It's <sighs> crazy. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't think I have anything exciting coming up over this way. Um, I'm still waiting on news of my new position. Um, so, yeah, that's supposed to be this week that he does the talk. Um, so whether or not he actually did it or not, I don't know. So in, it's all kind of a, a time frame thing as far as like when he actually talks to the department that he needs to talk to, mm-hmm. to set those wheels in motion as far as when I actually get moved because I'm going to train with someone else who actually is going through the hiring process. So it's okay. kind of those wheels have to be at a certain point before I can jump in. Okay. So yeah, it's a process. Probably fun. the end of the month, early next month. Fun, fun. Yeah. Um... I'm just trying to think if there's anything and I, I I feel like there's something. I feel like there's something. But I don't know. Okay. My son, I'm proud of the fact that I'm wearing this shirt today. Um, This shirt is rather old from when I first came back from California. And at that time, I was smaller because I was in California. We didn't have a car. We walked everywhere or biked everywhere. And I was very active within the marina. Um, 
lived on one side, worked on the other. And laundry's on this side, lived over here. <laughs> but at the same time, I would do other people's laundry because we were in a marina. You know, the guys would go out fishing, yada, yada. So here's me, baby in the stroller. Or when he was real little, I had him in the little pouch mm-hmm. on the front. So I would go trekking through the marina parking lot, baby either on the front of me or in the stroller, pulling a cart with four to five people's laundry. Oh. So I, I was pretty fit and active back in the day. Um, so the fact that I can wear it and it's rather loose. I was going to say it, lo- it looks kind of baggy on you. Now, is it gray or blue? It's blue. It is a baby blue. So, because I can't really tell, because like this is gray, my couch is gray, obviously. Um, yeah. yeah. But green. Blue. See, t- to me, it looks gray with blue tones. Mm, okay. But, yeah. What the fuck do I know? Not fully awake, and. I don't know where this came from, but I got this fucking welt. I told her she needed to tell her ghosties to stop hitting her or she was going to evict them. Tell you what, that... <clears throat> yeah. Evicting is um, a harder process. Yeah, and what, what... Honestly, what bothered me the most about it is I went to my dermatologist last week and he gave me a, a new medicated cream because now the hyperpigmentation's gone, but now like all this redness is popping up. So he gave me, that's a morning thing, but I can't use it on like broken skin. And I got this mm-hmm. fucking well, and it's not broken, it's not open, but I also didn't want to use it. So I didn't use my medication today. Now, out of curiosity, did he say whether or not that was rosacea? Um, he, he used a big word and okay, look, I, I'm just gonna, my dermatologist is very nice looking. I really don't hear too many of the words he says. With those kinds of things. Gotcha. Yeah. I don't really hear what much of what he says. And then it was look it was uncomfortable (laughs) because he's looking at my face Mm -hmm. because of course you know i go in there i've got no makeup or anything on so he's looking at my face and he's tucking my hair behind my ear (laughs) it was a whole thing so I would have gone in hair already tucked behind the ear. So well, that... He's never done that before. That's a first. Well, and I will say usually, because I don't drive with hair clips in, mm-hmm. because it's un- that to me is, I'm short. So my head hits the back of the, the thing, like if I go oh, at a driver. So I just, I'll throw my hair up in a clip, like once I get to work. Yeah, heaven forbid um, you go, I, you know i can see it getting some road rage and you know, i mean you've heard it i know and... dan's heard it like in polos and stuff um 
And normally I do throw my hair up in a clip before I go in and I didn't this time. So that's probably. <laughs> yep. So it was a whole thing. It was, it was a whole thing. He was talking and both sides. Yeah, I know. Um, I will remember to wear a clip next time. Um, but I did bring up the fact, like, could it be like a symptom of menopause? He said it could be, but it also could be, it's always been there, but just the hyper hyperpigmentation was so bad. You couldn't see that. Now that that's kind of lessening, maybe now the redness is popping up. It could be both, or it could be either, or I don't know, but yeah, so I'm on Rofade and I couldn't use it today. I mean, I probably could have, because like I said, this isn't open, but it's kind of irritated. Yeah. So I didn't want to cause any more issues and put it on. I'm like, one day. Understandable. And so is the hyperpigmentation completely gone? No. Oh. No, it's... I was like, about to be so excited. Okay, so, and I guess maybe it's because I see it every day. Like, okay, there is a difference from when I first started the Triluma. And... But then I get to a point, I'm like, okay, it's not doing anything else. Well, he showed me my very first appointment picture before mm -hmm. I started to now. And the difference is insane. Crazy difference. Okay. So do you think that considering you were trying on your own with various, you know, creams and things like that? versus going to the dermatologist and trying what he prescribed do you think that you would prefer for people to just go straight to the dermatologist or do you think maybe trying a couple of things on their own and if that doesn't work then going to the dermatologist like you did I mean I I can see pros and cons of both yes it's probably going to be cheaper um to try things on your own like the one thing I had found on Amazon and I use that you could see a difference and then you're supposed to stop using it for 30 days and then to me it all came back now with the stuff I'm on they do say you know go ahead and stop it for 30 days but like my dermatologist was explaining is for people with darker skin tones and he said you could use it every day now, what I will do is I will give myself like a week break from it okay, and then just do my typical nighttime because, okay, I don't always do my nighttime face routine because you're supposed to wait at least 30 minutes after putting the, tri the Triluma on before you add like any moisturizers or anything like that. And there's sometimes I put that on and go straight to bed. <laughs> whatever understandable but I mean I think I'm doing something pretty okay because most people don't think I'm 50 yeah you don't look it so I'll take it <laughs> whatever I'm doing I'll take it right yeah the reason I ask is because I also have the hyperpigmentation and I know that it is a common problem for a lot of the ladies you know within the beauty community of the hyperpigmentation um 
mine I think covers fairly well. Um, I have a giant patch right here. Mm -hmm. So it, it's almost like I have natural contouring. It's weird though, because it's really primary right here on this side. Yeah. But it's here on this side. And I have my own natural nose contour on this side, but not this side. Now, I, I will say, um, regardless of if you go to a dermatologist, um, vitamin C and sunscreen do it um topical vitamin c or oral vitamin c topical um i've used like even he said as long as there's vitamin c it doesn't matter like a like i wouldn't use anything from like well maybe i would i mean dollar store actually dollar tree actually has some decent stuff they get name brand shit Mm -hmm. um but i've used stuff from amazon i bought, bought stuff at walmart i've even bought shit from five below it just it just depends um so far i really haven't found one that's any better than the other um and then i just use like the copper tone sunscreen for your face okay i've tried other ones and even if you like you use a small amount it like turns my face white i don't need help with that i'm already pretty fucking white so i don't need and i honestly i think what did this was a couple years ago jumping in the tanner jenny gets a phone call <laughs> it muted her um but yeah i this was like from a few years ago i had jumped i was in a tanning booth and a couple days later, I noticed I had it. And at first I thought it was just like tan and, and then it didn't go away. And then it was a nightmare. Like it was bad. Yeah. When mine first started, um, I was actually back from California about a year. Cause I lived down there for almost four years on a sailboat. So in the direct sun, 24 right, seven. Right. And it started right here. Mm -hmm. right in between my eyebrows and it was in the shape of a triangle it went like this just one spot and I thought just a tan spot no big deal well then it started lightening around it and it just you know kind of increased one day um I was working in the kitchen at the casino I was a cook um prior to my extreme reaction to gloves um, but I had gone in and the first security guard looks at me and he's like, oh my gosh, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. He's like, okay, just check in and go to my area or go to go to my area. And I know more than make it around the corner and I get stopped again. Hey, are you okay? What happened? I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm fine. And this one was a supervisor, different department. And he's like, well, you got a mark on your head. He's like, did you hit your head on something? I'm like, no, what are you talking about? I didn't hit my head on anything. So naturally, rushed to the bathroom. I'm like, what the fuck are these people talking about? What are they seeing? Right. And it's the dark spot. They thought I had hit my head on something and, you know, potentially 
concussed myself or whatever, you know, basically done the whole dog to the door trick. And, but yeah, it, it was just hyperpigmentation. Yeah. Um, and since, you know, it spread from this little spot right here to all over the forehead, and then it started showing up really bad on the nose. Um, and it actually took about a year or two before I noticed it on my cheeks. But yeah, it, it was bad. Um, so shortly after it started showing up was when I started wearing makeup. And I was never really a huge makeup person to begin with, but it was just throw foundation on cover it up, make my skin one color. Yeah. And even still to this day, like if I have to go somewhere and I don't have makeup on, throw foundation on, make it one color, out the door I go. Yeah. I don't even care. Yeah. See, and mine was before I went to the dermatologist, mine was really bad. I There's no way I could go without makeup. And it was building foundation and things like like just constantly building I went on and like I went to Ulta and got um it's supposed to be like the high coverage supposed to be able to cover up tattoos I have not found that yet um I've ordered a, a Facebook um different foundations that are supposed to cover it and it doesn't um the one did okay the one I went and got at Ulta, that that one did okay, but it still wasn't, you know, mm -hmm. um, a lot of concealer, just and then then I just looked cakey and and now yeah. I could do just like one layer. So I mean, I have noticed a difference when it comes to that, Dan. If you're listening, I'm sorry you gotta listen about this, but. Sorry. Um, well you know what there there's guys who get the hyperpigmentation too oh yeah yeah you know? Roy's got some like he's got a little bit but you know when he was younger he spent a lot of time out in the sun and 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 that's why honestly like even on um cloudy days wear your sunscreen um rainy days wear your sunscreen now, my dermatologist did tell me it's winter, so you don't have to, like, apply it as much. I don't know if that's true, but that's what he just told me. Um, I mean, I honestly only apply it once a day, but I will try to buy makeup that also has sunscreen in it. Yeah, I buy the stuff that has sunscreen in it when I can. Um, I'm really terrible about an actual skincare routine the routine lasts about a week and then it's gone no and before I started oh I'll, I'll tell this and then you can get started in your story because I've got like 50 minutes um like I would come home from work not wash my face go to bed well you have to have clean skin to apply the cream Mm -hmm. so that kind of kicked a skincare routine into gear for me then I get up in the morning well now my new routine is to get up in the morning and I just go over my face with toner because I washed it the night before so I just go over it with toner um put on the new row fade stuff then my vitamin c then my sunscreen and 
you wouldn't think so because it's sunscreen but then i also i have like 80 different well not really but i have multiple different um moisturizers that i i alternate okay and then it's the primer and i've got a couple different ones of those that i use it just depends on what i'm in the mood for I'm having a new experience with primer. <laughs> what one? No, no. That's a, that's another conversation. <laughs> we'll save it for later. Yeah. Um, How about we get into some uh, creepy pasta? Yes, let's. So that's what my story is today. It's a piece of creepy pasta. However, it's one that I have experienced not necessarily in the way of this, but I have experienced something. Um, so this one, I'm gonna tell you the story first. What are your people doing? Boys out there going, whoa. So I don't know if he sneezed <laughs> or if he's pretending he's Ric Flair. I don't know, but he's up there making Is it bad that I can see him being Ric Flair? <laughs> yes. okay so our story i'm gonna tell you the story that i um listened to first and to be fair i did follow this i i did track it down um it was a story that was submitted to reddit from a park ranger park rangers got crazy ass stories man i can imagine okay so this one comes in that there are two gentlemen. It's meant to be told in the first person, but I'm not going to do it that way. Um, so these two guys decide that they're going to go on a hike. Um, one of them is celebrating getting into something. I forget exactly which one it was. But two guys, best friends, um, very outdoorsy. They know what the heck they're doing when it comes to hiking. But they're in a group setting where they go up to like a ranger station from this ranger station they you know get all their stuff packed up meet everybody and then go from that location and hike out to another location where they then camp so you have rangers at the back rangers at the front and you got a bunch of people spread out on this trail but everybody's still together so as they're going, you know, people start spreading out a little further. The two guys are on their own, you know, but they know where, you know, people are. Um, just chatting it up. As they're going, all of a sudden, one of them sees a set of stairs in a clearing. They're like, what the fuck? Where the hell did these come from? So one guy, intrusive thought. I've seen that on TikTok. <laughs> run up the stairs i haven't seen it on tiktok that's the funny thing i have not seen it on there and i'm kind of amazed i haven't but so first guy goes to run up the stairs as he's running towards it he you know kind of has a weird feeling like should i really do this you know kind of not sure kind of looking back at his friend friends kind of looking like what the fuck uh guy goes to step onto the stairs he no more than touches it and goes into like a euphoric state he's giggling thinks it's great it's funny 
looks back at his friend who has a look of utter horror on his face. Like this guy just grew a third head and, you know, turned into a giant beast or there's, there's something wrong. And he's like, I don't know what the hell's going on. I'm going to finish going up the stairs. As soon as he turns to run up the rest of the stairs, the friend who has the horror looking face, um, struck face, grabs the hood, yanks him back off the stairs, basically knocking the wind out of him like our experience. And, you know, dude's like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, kind of looking up at him. What's going on? What'd you do that for? And the friend is like, oh, my God, are you okay? What's going on? Do we need to get you to, you know, the hospital? Blah, blah, blah. Worried that something is wrong. And the guy's like, no, I'm fine. What are you talking about? Nothing's wrong with me. The guy's like, no, no, just stay on the ground. Are you okay? You know, this guy's trying to get up. And he's like, I'm, I'm fine. What are you talking about? The friend tells him. As soon as you touch the stairs, it was like you went into a seizure. And your know, eyes roll back in his head. He's convulsing. You know, he's got a crazy look on his face. So it freaked the friend out, you know, because mm -hmm. it was instantly when he touched it. And the guy's like, what? No. He's like, that didn't happen. He's like, I, it was a great experience you know it, it was neat it was like it was pulsing and kind of radiating with the whole oh, kind of moment and he's like it, it was I was laughing you know it's fine I'm fine meanwhile guy is still freaking out you know making sure he's okay the guy who went on or touched the stairs he's got to convince his friend he is now okay the entire rest of the trek to the campsite. They get there and he's finally got his friend convinced that he's fine. There's nothing wrong. And one of the camp rangers just looks the guy dead in the face, the one that actually touched the stairs. And, you know, just kind of doing a survey, making sure everybody's there and locks eyes with this guy. And he's like, tell me you didn't go on the stairs. Tell me you didn't touch the stairs. And he's frantic. And the guy's like, well, no, it, it was fine. Nothing happened, you know, just kind of felt a little thing. He's like, but it's no big deal. And the guy's like, oh, okay. He's like, but nothing happened. The guy's like, no, it's, it's fine. I'm fine. Nothing happened. He's like, okay. We're, we're, we should be okay then. We should be fine. So he's starting to put a little fear and doubt into this guy who just touched the stairs. Right. So they get camp all made up and everything. They enjoy the day trekking around. Next morning, they hear a kid in the camp crying. Where's mom? Guys, get up, you know, like what, what's going on? Tent's gone, belongings are gone, mom is gone. All of it. So they go looking. A couple people stay in camp with the kids. Other people go out looking. They find the woman in a clearing, huddled up 
you know, fetal position, essentially shaking, crying, exactly where the stairs were. The stairs are now gone, or the stairs are gone, and she is in their place. And so they find her, they're like, hey, it's okay, you know, we've got your son back at camp, blah, 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 blah. She looks up at him, just horror-stricken. What took you so long? I've been waiting days. And they're like, no, no, ma'am, it's okay. It's only been a couple of hours. We got you. You know, are are you okay? Can you walk? Yada, yada. Not exactly best condition. Uh, She's in shock, you know. So they help her back to camp. And things are okay. Except for the fact that the entire way she's asking who she brought with. Who's with her? What's their name? She doesn't know that she has a son in camp or what his name is until they tell her. And she's like, oh, okay. Well, I'm going to go find him and and then we're going to go home. Son sees his mom as she gets back to camp. That's not my mom. It was the whole woman on the plane (laughs) situation. And he is 100% adamant that that is not his mother. He doesn't know who it is, but it's not her. So at this point, the guy who touched the stairs, like, he's, what the fuck is going on here? You know, he's getting these weird ominous, you know, things from the ranger now this shit's happening. She was exactly where the stairs were. He goes and corners the ranger. What the fuck is going on here? And the ranger is like, I'm just glad it wasn't the kid. Just I can't deal with the kid. And he's like, it'll be all right. He's like, we just got to keep them separate. Just keep the mom away from the son. It'll be all right. So they're trying to keep them kind of away from each other. You know, kids freaked out, doesn't want to be by her anyways. Meanwhile, she's kind of in a half here, half not here kind of a state. Um, If you sit her down and walk away from her, she just kind of goes into a trance and stares into nothing. However, as soon as people start to come near her, she kind of wakes up and interacts. But for the most part, she's not really talking. So... They decide they're going to come up with some activities, you know, keep the kid away from her. So they send the kids out kayaking, you know, keep the woman at the camp, yada, yada. Meanwhile, they still don't really know what the fuck is going on. So guys corner the ranger again, because he's kind of running around like a chicken with his head cut off and behind the scenes. Nobody really knows. They're like, all right, tell us what's really fucking going on. And so the ranger explains how when he first joined the search and rescue team that essentially in his core, um, anyone who joins up is sat down when they first join and essentially given the oral history of the forest that they're working. And this is the oral history of 
the Bigfoots and, you know, the missing people and things like that. The things that happen in the forest that we lay people don't get to know about. And as I say, park service people, they have crazy fucking stories. Yeah, I have no doubt about that. I mean, I'm sorry. I am a person who believes that there is shit in the forest that we don't know about. I also believe there is shit in the oceans that we don't know about. I also I believe there is shit need to know about. we don't know about. Eh, depends. We might need to. We might need to, but we might not want to, I guess is what I meant to say. There we go. So the park ranger explains to them that when these stairs appear, you're not supposed to touch them. Never touch them under any circumstances. If you do and something happens to the person who touches or goes on the stairs, um, someone is going to die. However, if you go on the stairs and nothing happens to the person who goes on them, someone is going to go missing. You don't know for how long, you don't know who, you don't know where they're going to go, but they're going to go missing. And so they're like, so the stairs showed up, you touched them, she went missing, this is where we're at. They're being mimicked. And they're like, what do you mean? The guy's like, I've only ever seen this actually happen one other time. He's like, in that instance, we had a guy on a trip. He was real hippie type, you know, had a great time. One day he disappears off into the woods, you know, several hours, comes back and he's talking perfect, proper freaking English and just being, you know, exceptionally polite, wondering who he came with and when they're going to leave. As soon as the guy got back into camp, the ranger knew that there was something off because of the way he was talking. It was not the way this super hippie dip guy showed up on the trip to Mr. Proper English guy. Right, right. So, so he starts watching him, you know, and not only is he watching him because of that, but it's his job. He needs to make sure everybody is safe. Right, right. So, you know, he continues talking with this guy and explaining to him, you know, how, well, you didn't come with anyone, you know, why does it matter? Um, and we're going to leave in the morning. And the guy's like, oh, well, that's a bummer. Like, well, I, I really need someone to come and get me. I, I really need a loved one to come get me. I, I don't know if I can, you know, drive. I, I need someone. So they look up the guy's information. He doesn't have an emergency contact. And the guy, the ranger is like, well, I'm, I'm sorry. It's like they're without this, you know, we, we don't have anyone we can call for you, you know, if you don't know anyone and we don't know anyone, there isn't anything we can do, but we need you to get the fuck out of the woods, <laughs> basically. And so they're trying to convince this guy, you know, it, it's time to go. He's not leaving. He's like, but I can't. I can't leave without someone to take me home. 
And they're, you know, the ranger's really confused. He's like, no, no, it'll be fine. We'll get you back to base. We'll we'll figure this out. Nope. Guy drops his bag, turns around, hightails it into the freaking woods. And is never seen from or heard from again. So he knows that this guy who disappeared into the woods, they never found him. He wasn't the, the guy. Because it was completely different. He looked like the guy, but he didn't sound like the guy. He didn't act like the guy. After a week of searching to find the guy who went running into the woods, they find his body at the bottom of a ravine. And it was determined that he had passed away exactly when the guy went running into the woods. So that kid's mom is probably dead somewhere. Hold on. <laughs> so, as they're trying to deal with the situation of the child who's like, that's not my mom. I don't know who or what it is. It's not her. They're keeping them separate. Meanwhile, the park ranger is like, okay, we, we got to figure this out. It needs a loved one to lead it out of the woods. We're not letting the kid lead it out. Right. We're going to keep them separate. They have someone back at their base look up the emergency contact. It's the kid's dad. And so they are keeping this kid occupied. Meanwhile, they're trying to keep the lady calm so that she doesn't know what's going on. Right. So. They're like, okay, not a big deal. Your husband's coming, you know, and he's going to come pick you guys up, yada, yada, yada. So they decide they're going to take the kid to the dad. As they're walking, the wife is like, yeah, it'll be fine. My husband's coming. My husband's going to take us home. They get out to the parking lot area, and the husband shows up. Says, who the fuck are you? What the hell do you think you're doing? How could you do this to our son? You couldn't even manage to stay sober one goddamn night. Mm-hmm. He's like, we've been, we've been divorced five years why the hell would I take you anywhere Mm -hmm. so he doesn't even actually see that this person who is supposed to be his ex-wife is completely not his ex-wife instead he is just livid at the fact that she got drunk while taking care of their kid out in the middle of the woods you know caused this whole scene basically and now he's got to clean up her mess again he takes the kid and leaves her there you know tells her find your own fucking way home I'm done with you and so she becomes utterly distraught what she doesn't know is in the meantime as soon as they sent the kid off on the canoe trip they sent search parties to go find her because they knew that so long as they had the mimic in camp 
they had a chance to find the woman alive. Okay. If the mimic leaves the camp, what the hell was that? What? You Did Roy or someone just whistle? No. I swear I heard, heard whistling from your end. No. No one's even in the kitchen right now. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'll have to play that back. So <clears throat> they're out looking for her body as they're trying to distract her. Okay. She takes off. She disappears. They're like, oh shit, what are we going to do now? And the ranger is like, don't worry about it. Just keep looking for her. Okay. But at the same time, we need to keep everybody else in the dark about what's really going on. We can't let them know this person isn't a, a real person. We can't let them know that there's a person from the group missing. All this kind of stuff. So they're in groups. They're walking around, you know, all throughout the woods. They end up with a couple of very hillbilly-ish country type guys who are, you know, exceptionally woodsy, fishermen, hunter type people. I'm sure everybody's got a great mental picture right now. Yeah. <laughs> There's actually three of these guys on this trip. However, only two are at the camp. And so these guys who are helping the park ranger, one who stepped down the stairs, um, is like, yo, um, what happened to your buddy? Where, where'd he go? And they're like, oh, well, he's down fishing. We can go get him. Not a big deal. And they're like, he, he went down to go fishing when the kids went on the canoe trip. And they're like, oh, okay, no problem. Let's go get him. Meanwhile, in the camp, there is three crows perfectly lined up on a lawn, just watching. Except when the woman ran off, one crow flew away. Still two crows remaining. Mm -hmm. That's creepy. It is creepy. Um, so they go to find this guy who's off fishing, right? The reason everyone was at the camp instead of like doing the canoeing and whatnot was because a cold front moved in. So they were re-preparing to go back out. They get to the, or as they're nearing the lake where the guy is fishing, they feel, you know, the difference in the um, temperature. And they're like, whoa, when, when did this cold front move in? You know? And the guys who were a part of that group were like, oh, about an hour ago, the two guys who were dealing with the woman look at each other with an odd look on their face with realization that that was the exact time that the woman hightailed it into the woods and the crow flew away. As they're getting closer to the water, you know, there's fog all over the place. Sudden cold front moved in. And they see the guy standing about knee high in the water, you know, with his waders on and everything, doing a fly fishing bit. 
back to them because he's looking out at the water. They start talking to him, you know, hey, it's time to come, you know, back to the camp, yada, yada, yada. He's not moving. He's not saying anything. What the fuck? They start getting a little closer, a little closer, and realize that the lake has frozen over. And here he is, standing in it, frozen in the water. And they're like, what the fuck? Did, it, did he really just stand here as this froze around him? So they walk over to him and, you know, come in front of him. And he just has a look of blankness, essentially, about him. So they try to wake him up. Not really coming cognizant. They kind of lift him up out of the water, get him up to the shore, where he finally starts to kind of come to. Um, talking about the cold front and then proceeds to start talking about this thing that was just so beautiful. Mm. And he wished that they could have seen it. It was so fascinating and amazing. So they're back at the camp and the guys are relaying everything to the ranger yet again ranger's like oh shit like i was afraid of this he's like all right he's like well we're nearing the end you know we'll, we'll make it through so the ranger tells him if you smell sulfur and see antlers look down don't look up don't look at it whatever you do don't fuck's this guy on you know keeps telling us all this weird shit in the end the three guys the you know woodsy type guys are with the other two they're trying to warm up the guy who is in the river and had it freeze around him he doesn't have a clue what the fuck's going on completely dazed but they're trying to warm him up keep him from you know having frostbite sit in as they're sitting there one of the guys looks up he's like oh my Gosh, it's beautiful. And the other two guys just go instant stock still and are like, oh shit. And they're like, what? What's so beautiful? You need to see it. Just turn around and look. Uh oh. The antlers are amazing. The guys are like, oh shit. Instant downward gaze. And the smell hits them. As they're hearing these weird guttural grunting sounds going on around them. Even to the point where it's right in their ears. But they don't look. And then it wanders off into the woods. Meanwhile, Ranger has been gone. He's trying to prepare the camp ahead for all the people that now have to go there, you know, on an emergency type situation. He gets back to the camp. What I miss? <laughs> kind of a thing. The guys fill him in. They're like, all right, I've got the camp ready. We're going to get everyone up there. 
just stick to the plan. If you see it, if you hear it, or if you see it or you smell it, look down. Don't look at it. We're going to get everyone up there. We'll be fine. So they're trying to rush everyone up to the camp. And as they get there, kids suddenly start playing on this jungle gym. As they start to play on the jungle gym, the second crow flies away. As they're playing on this jungle gym stairs type thing, each step these kids are taking is reverberating like a drum through the forest. And it sets horror into the guys who know what's going on. Most especially the one who touched the stairs. He's thinking, fuck, he's like, I touched it. What's going to happen now? These kids are running all over. All I did was touch it. They're climbing all over it. And the ranger's like, no, it's fine. It'll be fine. We're good. It's great. We're golden. This is the end. Go on inside. Guys are like, what the fuck? How is this good? Ranger gets everyone inside. And the guy who touched the stairs is like, how, how is this a good thing? You know, he's cornering him. How is this a good thing? I touched it and this is what happened. These kids were all over that damn thing. Didn't you hear it? It was, you know, sounding like a drum. Yada, yada, yada. Ranger says, I know. He's like, but look at it now. I was like, what do you mean look at it now? He's like, it's right there in the yard. As he looks out the window, realizes the jungle gym is gone it is now a red door the ranger says it's okay i know exactly what needs to happen he's like we're at the end it's like we're good he's like this is the end it's like there's only one thing that can happen now because i'm like what the fuck are you talking about the ranger then proceeds to tell him a story about how when he became a ranger he did it with a friend. And the two of them went through a very similar situation with the hippie in the woods. When that situation happened, the red door appeared and his friend went through the red door. And the guys are like, well, what happens when you go through the door? It's like, I don't know. Hopefully I'll find my friend on the other side. They go out to the parking lot and the ranger says, it's all right. He's like, after this, it's all going to be fine. It's like, you guys will be safe. You can leave. He's like, and I will have done my job and kept you all safe. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? It, it's just a random ass door frame and door. Nothing around it. I'm like, what the hell is this guy on? Guy opens the door. Steps through. Turns around. And closes the door. And they're like, what the fuck? As the door closes, they have the whole oh, moment again. And they're thinking, what the fuck? He's just on the other side. We don't know what the hell's going on. As they move to go around the door, you know, expecting to find the guy on the other side, a wind suddenly kicks up as the third crow flies away. And the door falls flat on the ground in the parking lot, right where the guy should have been standing. 
in the end, the woman is found in a hollowed out tree in a dazed state, not knowing what the fuck is going on. So she is found safe. The son is with the father and he is safe. However, the forest is still haunted by the creepy motherfucking stairs. Wonderful. The ranger is gone. And everyone else has to go home, none the wiser. So the creepy pasta effect is that there's random ass staircases in the middle of fucking woods where they don't belong. Why are they there? Who put them there? All that kind of fun stuff. Yeah. I know. Okay, because I had heard um, the one podcast I listened to, they actually covered this creepypasta. I think and, I missed a little section in there, but yeah. And I remember being curious because, uh, and I, it was a while ago. And I remember thinking, because they were talking about how, I don't want to say it's common, but it's more common than what people hear about, blah, blah, blah. So I started looking and supposedly there is, I don't know if it's still a Girl Scout camp or a former camp, but it's up by the airport in Alpena and someone had found stairs there. How true it is, I don't know. I'm not going to go look for them. There, There is actually stairs in Michigan that, you know, people attribute stuff to. There's stairs here in Wisconsin. There is stairs in Florida. There's essentially a set of stairs in every state, in every country. Did you know that? So remember how I said there was a Reddit post submitted by a park ranger? Mm -hmm. I looked it up. It's a legit Reddit post. Um, This ranger tells a group of stories um some plausible some not as plausible um but it was posted eight years ago um and that was kind of when the whole creepypasta of the stairs began was kind of around that time but funny enough the lore of the stairs goes back hundreds of years but nobody talked about them till you know a short time ago um But there is, like, one in the Philippines, in Sweden, in Italy. Um, So the post was originally made on August 26th, uh, 2015. Um, It says, I am a search and rescue officer for the U.S. Forest Service. I have stories to tell. Um, And he's got a couple of different parts on there. I didn't go into the second part. I just kind of went through the first of them. Um, But yeah, talks about that. There is other cases where there is actually park rangers talking about, you know, random stairs in woods. um, And they explain how the stairs get there. And it's basically a bygone era. You know, when... We built houses way back in the day, very simple structures, you know, but in certain areas of the home, 
are reinforced and therefore those parts of the structures last longer in decay. I mean, that 100% makes sense. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it may, like I have seen, you know, in cases where the walls have gone down, but the stairs are still there. I mean, I've seen it. So I do have um, a site up, the Ripley's, believe it or not, site. But it does have some good pictures of stairs, you know, that have been found in woods. Um, Here is one set. And those are cement stairs. So to me, it makes sense that those are going to last longer than, you know, wooden walls and stuff like that. Absolutely. Um, and then here's another set. These ones are almost like um, cobblestone. But, you know, it's just a random set of stairs leading to nowhere. Um, but one of the frequently used photos is this one right here. And it actually does have the TikTok person on there. So I'm going to put my finger over it because... I didn't go to that and I'm not gonna you know but that's the most commonly used picture of the stairs in the woods this particular set of stairs is in the UK um it is a part of a art exhibit um of I believe it was modernism um basically things where they're not meant to be so this particular set of stairs is there there is also um like a couple sitting on a log embracing you know um just where you wouldn't expect them you know what I mean and so yeah but I thought it was interesting that that particular story not only dealt with the phenomena of the stairs but also the doors Sorry, I'm so yawny today. (laughs) All good. Um, And I think it's interesting how people try to attribute these random stairs to, you know, uh, summoning demons, um, satanic rituals, things that. I don't think that that's necessarily what they were. I, I honestly believe that they were just part of structures and that's the remaining bits creepy as shit when you come across it and you don't expect it but paranormal i'm gonna say most likely not right Um, to me that i'm sorry but that last one you showed almost reminds me of like an escalator type thing like in a mall mm -hmm. my guess would be it probably um is more solid like that because I, I get why you say like an escalator totally that's just it. that's just what it reminds me of. i'm not saying that's what it is but it definitely makes me think of that yeah and it could be it was just you now built more structurally sound to ensure that if people did come upon it and decide to climb it they weren't going to break it or fall off right but I thought it was interesting that it connects to the doors because you know they say that the random doors are portals to other worlds and you know all of that kind of stuff so my question to our listeners i hear your birds yeah (laughs) fucking assholes tell lilith to calm down um (laughs) 
She's the worst. My question. Have you seen stairs? Have you seen a door? I personally have seen the door. My door is blue. And it's when I go see my husband, I can look out over this field. Because it's actually, you come around a curve. And it's down a little ways. You have a, a giant field. In the back corner is a blue door sitting on the edge of the woods. It's not a big wooded area, you know, probably a couple miles wide, but it's a nice long swath, you know, between properties. But it's just right on the edge. Just sitting there. Just a random ass blue door. I know. We yes, were... I want to go through it. <laughs> don't, please. Don't. Um, I know before, like our little pregame session before we were talking about like woods and, and where I grew up, like behind like in the middle of the block um we had there was woods back there we <laughs> always called it the field um and there was probably a good 30 feet of like tall grass field but then after that there was woods there was trails you could ride bikes back there i mean watch out for tree branches but um it was a hot spot for teenagers to do dirty things um but i can remember my brother and his friend and the friend lived a couple doors down from us they would go back there almost every day sorry that was an easter egg for anybody who follows me on tiktok do you know what that was um well they come up and they've got money in their hands like bunches of money and my mom's like where did you find that my brother's like there's a safe in the field so my mom calls the police detectives are out there and what it was was there was and it was known who did it but no one was ever arrested for it like they know who did it broke into this guy's house and stole his safe Dang. Got it out in the field behind our house. More fucking safe. <laughs> Cracked it open, but left all there was cash, stocks, bonds, um, jewelry. Left it there. I don't know if he was coming back for it. Yes. So, so my brother and his friend had to talk the detect talk to the detectives. They figured out who safe it was, and my mom was pissed she was like you know these boys could have just kept this money and kept their damn mouth shut but they didn't and like this dude didn't even give him five bucks as a reward like nothing my mom was like oh my mom was pissed on behalf of my brother and his friend like right i would be too everything was there there was nothing missing from the safe no cash no nothing everything was there so my guess is the guy, I don't know how he got the safe open. I don't know if he knew the code. I didn't see the safe, so I don't know. I don't know the condition it was found in. I don't know if it was just the door open. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, But nothing was missing. So they don't know if like the, he just had it back there, which is stupid because he, the person they say it was, was one of them that was always back there mm-hmm. and knew that 
other kids hung out back there. Yeah, so it doesn't quite make sense that he would have opened it and then left everything. Mm -mm. Unless he was coming back for it. Like but maybe... even still knowing other kids hang out back there, you know what I mean? Right. But for all they know, he was, he had, they had just missed each other kind of thing, maybe. And yeah, he was on his way back, probably was coming back through, saw the detectives and said, fuck off and left. Yeah, true. True. So that that that's like the closest thing that I I personally well not me personally and my brother but like the family dealt with as true crime because my brothers found a safe that was stolen and had like handfuls of cash in, in their hand. I bet to this day they still wish they could have kept that cash. At least something like I said, like a reward, something. Right. I mean, when someone finds something like that for you and returns it, show some gratitude. I mean, and I'm not saying you got to give, you know, a big amount, but even five bucks. Right. Five you bucks know? to a couple of ten year old kids, and I want to say that's about what they were at the time was maybe ten. That, and back in like the late 70s early 80s five dollars it's like 50 now i was gonna say fucking rich and famous right there to 10 year old five bucks back then yep. oh yeah top of the world they were ballers oh <laughs> <Hell> yeah <laughs> it, it's kind of like when people hit really big jackpots at work you know i mean i'm sorry but like if you win say 1500 you know not an excessive amount it, it's a nice jackpot 20 bucks nice tip appreciate it if you hit anything like over 8000 you, you better you know tip something you know what i mean if you hit over 20 you damn well better show some gratitude towards the people who are running their asses off to help get you your money because right. they do they literally some of them will literally run okay like is that sometimes it's that bad because we'll have so many jackpots that they will almost have to literally run to catch up with them good lord yeah uh, it, it's not a frequent thing, but in some cases, yeah, they're running their asses off. They they can hold pace with me when they want to. Um, but yeah, and in some cases, people are just so rude, you know, mm. and it's just a, and then they ignore you. No, I'm not going to lie until, until knowing you, I didn't, well, and I've never won big, like, uh, like if I put in 10 bucks and I walk away with 40, that's winning big for me. And I'm sorry right. that I, I'm not tipping for 40 bucks. <laughs> well, in 40 bucks, you don't have to worry about. You can take it, you know, to the machine or the um, counter and, you know, they'll cash it out for you. However, certain amounts, you know, they do require someone to come to your machine, verify it, you know, and whatnot. And then someone will bring you your winnings right right um and you know like i said if you win 1500 20 bucks yeah that's fine yeah. but if you hit something big please give a little more because they they do run their butts off they do have a lot of shit that they have to remember and in some cases 
the people winning? Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, and just a reminder, be, be kind to the people who have to give you service. Yeah. You know, um, and that's any type of service, whether it's food or, you know, a cashier at the grocery store or, you know, someone at the gas station, be kind. Yeah. And being someone who has worked in retail, I mean, my, whoever's waiting on me, whether it's, um, cashier at a store, unless they're super rude, I will act like your best friend while you're waiting on me because I've been there and I know what it's like to have just someone who is having a shit day come in and take it out on you. Right. And so I, I will now you have to be a complete and total dickhead for me to do that back to you. Right. Um, like for example, Roy and I went out Sunday night for dinner and our service, our waitress was top notch. She was amazing. I, she was sweet. She was kind. The food, however, I wouldn't have fed to a dog, how they can put that on a plate and call it edible. Like I was pissed. I'm one of those people. I like my steak mooing a little bit. Um, Like, I don't want it like, just, I don't know. Medium is fine. Anything more done than medium is disgusting to me. <laughs> and you have ruined a good piece of meat. I'll I, ruin it. I think they gave Roy my steak and gave me his because mine was way too done. And they were like, do you want us to remake it? And I'm like, I have seen the movie waiting. I do not send food back. I do not send. I've seen the movie. I nope. I will not send my food back. I will either suffer through or just not eat. Most cases, I won't send my food back, um, but it's probably also because I don't go places and eat because I know how I am about my food. Um, so yeah, I just I don't do it. <laughs> yeah, I've never. I've also never been to a restaurant where when you order mashed potatoes, it just comes dry. No butter, no gravy, no sour cream, no nothing. Yeah, that that's yeah, that's odd. So I'm not going back there. But anywho, I got to get ready for work. So I hope everyone is having a lovely weekend. And we will talk to you soon. Have a great week. See you Bye. next time. Bye. Bye.